And good afternoon, everybody. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Hello, Dan. Hello, Buzz. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing okay. I'm not sure that um, the same is true about our economy. Oh, oh. I know. You're talking dollars and cents, aren't dollars you, Buzz? And cents, exactly. Cents as in S E N S E. Oh. So, I mean, we've got. Uh, I paid five dollars and five cents for gas. Yeah. So look at this. I'm a trendsetter. <laughs> I think a lot of people have been paying that uh, amount for gas in recent days, and uh, you know, f- from the reports I'm reading, Buzz, it doesn't look like it's going to come down anytime soon. I mean, usually w- what I've le- uh, heard is in the summer months, gas prices go up significantly. More people want to travel, right? It's that summertime. You have the kids. You want to get in the SUV and drive around, be prepared to pay quite a pretty penny to, to fill up. A little supply and demand stuff, but this is something really horrific. I mean, it's, you know, the, um, actually I should have looked before we went on the air, but, um, as the, uh, as, as the price of stocks Mm -hmm. is plummeting, demand for stocks is plummeting. People are selling and people aren't buying because they're fearful about Inflation, about an impending recession, about interest rates. Yep. Um, there's one body of stocks that's doing just fine. Shareholders being rewarded greatly. Mm. CEOs and management that are compensated based on what prices are, and that's fossil fuels, and in particular, mm. gas prices. Yeah. It's S- like, I, I think that the... Um, the yield is like 35% over the past three months. Wow. I know. It's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. And these people and, who have stock options and, you know, it's right. It's really shameful. Yeah. And so I, I actually was paying attention to what Joe Biden's. He's trying to break into the news a little bit more, which he should have been doing, uh, I think, uh, just more of trying to in- intervene into the sort of discourse because, so f- from what I'm gathering, here's what he said. Last year... A lot of the refineries shut down during the pandemic because nobody was driving. The oil companies were like, look, we're just going to shut down production, right? For a lot of the the refineries throughout the country and not expand production. So then what happens is as we got vaccinated, more people were driving. They could meet that demand. Now there's been this steep increase in demand and production is still lagging of the refineries and that's causing this issue of there's just a lot more people wanting to drive getting back out there got vaccinated wearing masks they've all been come down and the lack of refinement and production is really causing the prices to to skyrocket of course it's also being used to hit joe biden and the democrats because they control the houses as you're to blame for this right for everything that you're doing so oh, politically yeah. it's being uh, tough of course, Period. and and be, and because he gave a um, uh, relief pandemic relief, um, uh, he and Congress uh, gave people a little bit more money so that they could do something with it. Mm-hmm. That's being blamed for inflation. Where there were two, yeah. each of which is for more money right. during the Trump administration. That's right. not being blamed by Republicans for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lawrence Summers said that if you you know, so there was a couple of Democrats worried about the size of this, but. Uh, I wanted to tell you a story, and I meant to say this actually on air. Um, so I went to fill up a, a, my car in Hadley. That's your mistake. That's my now. mistake, yeah, going to Hadley to fill up. No, um, just filling up your car. Oh, filling up my car, yeah, and needed gas. So uh, I'm, I'm like, you know, ready to fill up my car, and I'm looking at the price, and I'm seeing it increase, and I happen to notice that there's a sticker next to the numbers as the dollar signs keep going up, right? You're filling up and you see the sticker and there's a sticker and it says, it's Joe Biden's picture on it. And it says the words, I did this. Oh my gosh. Above. And I just thought, Buzz, I was just like, that's what did he really valid. do? That's here. That's here. And I mean, it's like, I, got I can only a, imagine what, you know, in, in, in Montgomery, in Alabama. Alabama. What? Yeah. Or, or, or in certain places you know, in more rural areas out in the Midwest areas they got to go they imagine what they're trying to blame the democrats for doing this they, uh, they no, you know they, yeah. they, those who want to blame the supplies you know the the supply chain well that's pandemic and it's not very hard 
for me to say that Donald J. Trump did nothing but exacerbate yeah. the horror of the pandemic by his, you know, anti-masking. And uh, yeah. uh, in April, it's going to just go away. And, uh, yeah. you know, all the just horrific mismanagement that happened then. Yeah. If you want to blame the pandemic, I think you uh, could blame Trump. If you want to blame uh, the uh, relief packages, I think you could blame but, Trump. See, if you I, want to blame I, I, yeah. Ukrainian... Invasion, yeah. Also, there's there's also a, a component to this is a lot of the production supply chains are are abroad, right? So a lot of America's actual ability to produce goods aren't actually done in America necessarily. So what does this mean during a pandemic? Your your factory that is producing goods is in another country that has to obey those laws. So this is where international cooperation, working together. Having international agencies collaborate is really important because if somebody else is in full lockdown and just a couple of weeks ago, most of Shanghai was in a severe lockdown where they weren't letting anybody outside their home for like the whole city. I mean, for almost all of their city. And you start reading those stories and people were like, I, I need to get food. I need to buy food. And it, it became a really big hassle because they were trying to get to like zero COVID level transmissions. So, you know, it's it, your your supply chain will break down because the factories that are producing things that are get shipped from China over over to the United States can't get made because literally nobody can get to work. Right. And you're seeing how this is having a sort of a global impact. So when you talk about Trump, it's this lack of uh, foresight to understand the complexity of you really need to work with a lot of countries to collaborate on the efforts and getting people vaccines and vaccinations, not just in your country, but abroad, because what you produce, what is being produced by American companies abroad will impact Americans at home. So it's really like a chain that extends beyond uh, the United States. So well, you know, it, it, it's well beyond the United States. The yeah. truth is th there's global inflation. Right. And the All United across. States is not immune. Yeah. Well, not only is it not immune, it is not suffering from a higher rate of inflation than many countries are. Yeah. It's neither the least nor the most yeah. in terms of I, the levels I, of inflation. I follow, I follow Brazil because I was born there, so I know what goes on. Of course, so I follow sometimes what my family is going through, and it's the same thing with gas prices. I mean, they always have higher gas prices than in the United States, but there it's it's gotten just out of control. Uh, it, it just it keeps skyrocketing so much. They have an election in October. So the president over there is freaking out. He wants lower gas prices and he's trying to use whatever measures he can to kind of lower gas prices to, to you know, convince people that, you know, everything isn't sort of uh, falling apart. I only bring that up because it's like, you know, we have midterm elections, which aren't normally good for the party in power. Um, Trump remembers 2018 pretty well, you know, AOC, the squad, other people getting elected for it. And there many people are predicting, uh, based on some primaries that it's, it's going to be a tough night for the Democrats in, in 2022. Nobody knows how bad it's going to be, but I think they're already starting to see the political fallout of this. I, I think the bigger thing is not to worry so much about what happened in, in November, but look out for 2024 because if we do have a severe slowdown or an official recession, um, we really need to to see how the economy will come out of it. Because that that's, I think, the key thing is, how will the rebound of the economy be, right? If we have this inflation where interest rates increased by 0.75% today, yeah. buzz, by 0.75, the Fed hike, that is the highest hike the Federal Reserve has done in the United States since 1994, 28 years. And so inflation and, and the Fed already expects interest rates to go up another 0.75% basis points in July. Because so their goal is they're trying to tame uh, the, the, this inflation rate. But like you're saying, it really comes down to oil, gas prices, but also food. And food. If, you took that, if you took that away, it's not... A astronomical thing. The thing is, you feel that on, on a personal level, on a visceral level, because you're constantly having to fill up your car to go to work, drive around, you know, pick the kids up from, from soccer. But then at the same time, you have uh, to eat. So you're going to the supermarket. By some accounts, Ukraine provides 26% of the world's 
Wheat. Wheat. So from what I'm reading over there, the, the Russian ships have blocked the exports of the wheat around the world. And we have yet to see the consequences of that, especially in North Africa and the Middle East. But if wheat prices there are going to start skyrocketing, you know, it's going to potentially destabilize those countries in those regions that are already fragile. And it could lead to mass migration, refugees going all around the world. Many of them probably will flee to Europe, given its proximity to both regions. And uh, you're, you're having this sort of very difficult uh, financial crisis uh, uh, worsened by a war. And um, I, I don't know where this is going to lead. Uh, I mean, we were, uh, what was it, two weeks ago, we had a baby formula shortage, right? And the United States was having to import baby formulas from like Europe and different countries. Now it's a tampon shortage, and that just came out, just, I think, last week. People started talking about that in the news. And so you're seeing how, again, these different uh, crises or issues and wars happening in different regions around the world affect the basic goods for a lot of consumer goods we use. And uh, that trickle effect, is, it, to me, it's just so amazing how certain things can go missing like that. The, the foresight and planning to control of this, I think, would have been so difficult for any government to do. Any any government had even Trump won. I don't think we would be any any different situation than we are now. Well, it's a, it's it's a perfect storm yeah. of, of things which it would have been hard for anybody to control. For anybody, yeah. I think we could have done better. Better, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think, but that to me, it comes down to a you really need somebody who can work collaboratively all around the world, and you really need somebody who believes in those institutions and and was willing to get vaccines into arms into a lot of countries and really collaborate, share the vaccines. You know, we've been talking about this on, on the show. I think we're getting close to our one year point, but it is, you know, we we're seeing hikes in the number of people getting vaccinated in this country, but we still have so many people all around the world who did not get yet vaccinated and how that we can now see how that impacts other countries around the world, especially ones that produce goods that Americans buy. You know, if they can't get to work, it's not going to get made. It's not all robots yet, folks, you know, <laughs> as much as we can read the news that robots keep producing things. That's not, that's not what's happening. So um, it's a really challenging environment. I think people are feeling it. I mean, higher interest rates means, you know, if you have a variable interest rate on your, on your mortgage, that will likely go up. Some people might be looking at fixed it, rates. Somebody's crippling. Crippling. Yeah, absolutely. When it's going up this fast, absolutely. I mean, um, you're going to see... Uh, conversations, obviously, about a slowdown in recession, meaning we're going to see a higher unemployment rate, probably. Um, so it, it's a difficult um, uh, environment, I think, for a lot of people. I mean, their their goal is to weaken the the growth of the economy, which has been growing very fast, right? Yeah, it's still growing. A lot of jobs are being created, but the goal is how do you tame? How can you tame this? But the thing is, if if there's still a war going abroad and there's still a pandemic, I don't know how you're going to be able to bring down inflation, certainly not anytime soon, unless those other issues, the pandemic and war, somehow get resolved politically, I think. So, I don't know. I mean, we have this strategic oil reserve, which he has been releasing. Not nearly big enough, enough. to really make a dent. Yeah. Venezuela can help. Venezuela can help. See, this is where the geopolitics, if you, you know, actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because there's Saudi Arabia now uh, being mentioned as a place that uh, well, Joe Biden. OPEC said, the oil producing nation. country yeah. said that they're going to increase production, but that hasn't happened yet. But see, this is where it gets really complicated because Joe Biden needs a short term fix, but long term, he has to think beyond oil. Right? He has a base of voters, young people, people we have on this show oftentimes who want to talk about Green New Deal, who want to get away from oil. How do you transition a carbon-dominated economy into this green economy, right? There's some people who are going to resist that change, right? Especially oil-producing states, even here in the United States, or oil-producing countries like Saudi Arabia. Now their real investment is in tourism. And you see how that can even be connected back to sports because they've been throwing a lot of money at golfers and paying them a lot of money to come and golf and to create a new tournament. And they're willing to fork over hundreds of millions of dollars for some, for some uh, golfers to go there. Uh, but you're seeing now Joe Biden's going to go to Israel and then to Saudi Arabia, despite him criticizing the regime, now kind of looking like, hey, we need some help here. 
But I hope the government is looking at this from a strategic perspective to see, okay, how can we transition away from oil down the future? We need the technology to do it. Then you need to transform the economy. And the, the Green New Deal is in part an answer to that, I think. So I just wanted to add that. That's, the answer the Democrats have is we have to transition away from oil. We have to invest now in order to reduce our reliance and demand on oil. I am so sorry we have to take a break because this has been the economic gospel, according to Dan Torres, right. and it's been fascinating. And For I'm, free, uh, Buzz. Uh, well, I appreciate it, and I'm learning. Okay. We're going to take a break. We're going to be right back with Dan Torres right after these messages. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. When it's happening here in the Valley, we're talking about it. Northampton is an expensive place to live. East Hampton is less expensive than Northampton. Holyoke is less expensive than East Hampton. Northampton is not responsible for making everybody that wants to live here able to live here. I mean, this is a true, real impediment for folks that are coming into Northampton looking to use a Section 8 voucher. This acts as another barrier to be getting into those units. 1015, 1400, and 1240. We are the Valley. We are WHMP. Lundgren Honda. Experience it. Now, it isn't just one thing. It is everything you expect when you're looking for your next car, your first car, or to repair your car. Award-winning customer service, no hassle, negotiation-free pricing, and friendly, familiar faces you know and trust with your vehicle. Hi, it's Rob from Lundgren Honda. Summer is heating up, and we want you to be ready for those summer road trips. So we are offering a summer road trip inspection. One of our trained technicians will perform a thorough multi-point inspection of your vehicle, along with an air conditioning and performance test and front-end alignment check. This will ensure that your vehicle is safe, your AC is working to its potential, and the alignment readings are within spec. All this for $49.95. So please call, stop by, or go online to LundgrenHonda.com and make an appointment today. Consumer Satisfaction Award winners two years running. Lundgren Honda proudly provides you with an award-winning experience. See the latest selection of new and certified pre-owned cars at 409 Federal Street and LundgrenHondaOfGreenfield.com. Lundgren Honda of Greenfield. Experience it. It was one of those big historic houses in Conway, built in the 1800s, a real beauty, though a bit of a challenge to insure. Steve bought it for about 700000 The insurance company figured the replacement cost to be about $5 million, a bit of a gap there. But there's a specialty insurance company we work with from time to time at Whalen Insurance, and soon enough, we were able to get the house insured. When a home buyer has a tough situation with insurance, like Steve did with the house in Conway, their real estate lawyer usually sends them to us, Whalen Insurance. We'd like to insure your house, too, even if it isn't as challenging. We'll get you every discount available, and more importantly, if you ever need help or have a claim, you won't be calling a 1-800 number and entering your policy on the dial pad because at Whalen Insurance, we answer the phone. Whalen Insurance. Local people, local service, local insurance. In partnership with Mafre Insurance. Call for a quote. 586-1000. Stop what you're doing. The financial markets are in ruins. You're in debt up to your... And you hate your job. And you keep hoping for a better way. There is. My one-man show, Yield of Dreams. I'll demystify your money myths, transform your life, and entertain you all at the same time. Curious? Join me, Charlie Epstein, June 23rd, 24th, or the 25th at Holyoke Community College for a financially entertaining evening. Get tickets at yieldofdreams.live. Free for all students and start living a life of wonderment, joy, laughter, and play. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. And we are back, and Dan Torres... Uh, so I, I want to continue our conversation about um, inflation. Yeah. So you're talking about the primary sources of inflation being petroleum products yep. and um, uh, food. I know, you know... I, I was dying to get away from fossil fuels. Yeah. I wanted to get an, a, an electric vehicle. I had to put my name in. Mm -hmm. Five months, I was on a waiting list. Wow. Then the chips weren't coming in, so it was going to be even longer to get the right. car because the chips weren't being produced because in China, chips weren't being produced. So problematic. Yeah, the chips are, are a problem. Yeah, produce abroad. Yep. So hello, hello. you're live on the afternoon buzz. Well, I think that Charlie Epstein just called in. I think he's going to talk about his his program, I A Yield that. of Dreams. Hello, Charlie Epstein. 
Hello. I was uh, sorry we're late. We were in rehearsals, and uh, you know the director's like, "You're going to get through to the end of the show because you got a performance next week." Well, <laughs> well, we just spent the last uh, twenty minutes or so. We only have about three minutes left. We were talking about the economy. Could have used your expertise uh, talking about inflation, recession, the rise in interest rates. So, um, in the last few minutes, why don't you tell us what Yield of Dreams is and when it's going to happen and what people can expect. Yeah, how they can sign up. Appreciate, appreciate it. So uh, Yield of Dreams is a show, we call it the financially entertaining experience. So people are going to come here and it gives them the opportunity to ask the question, what did you want to be when you grew up? What happened to that promise? And it's my story of always wanting to be an entertainer and how I became a financial advisor and then pursued my acting career successfully. I've been able to straddle both worlds, and I really want to inspire your listeners to come and learn how to live the life of their dreams in spite of their myths about money and the economy. Mm. So they're going to learn about these myths they have about money that influence the choices they make in their life, and uh, they're going to walk away surprised because uh, I have conversations with people that most financial advisors don't about how to reach their dreams and how to use their money in a different way to do that. In good times and bad. So the show is at Holyoke Community College, the Leslie Phillips Theater. It's next Thursday the 23rd, Friday the 24th, and Saturday the 25th at 7.30 p.m. I am a trustee here at the college. I really believe in community college, so I'm going to donate the ticket sales back to HCC for the 75th anniversary. So I really need folks to come out, be entertained, be financially entertained, be uh, laughing in their seats, and walk out going, wow, there is a way to reach my dreams. This was great. That's great. So how do people find out? How do people sign up and register for it? Yep. Go to yield, Y-I-E-L-D, of dreams.live, and you can get your tickets there. And uh, folks, if you buy a $30 ticket, I keep the money, but if you buy a 60 120 or a higher ticket, I'll donate all of it back to the college. So we're really trying to, you know, do what's good for the students here and help HCC make the impact that it does in our community locally. Did I read Charlie Epstein? Did students get in for free? Students get in for free, and we've invited all Starbucks employees for free because I love Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> so we went around and invited all the Starbucks employees at all the Starbucks stores too. Okay, well, there you go. That's about all the time we have for this half hour. So thank you, Charlie, <laughs> for joining guys. us. Thank you. And uh, have all a good right. event. Thanks, Break a leg. Thank you, thank you so much. Peace. Bye-bye. We're going to be back with Nan Parati um, and uh, this week's guest, Matthew Glassman, right after these messages. Stay with us. Happy talk, keep talking, happy talk. Talk about things you'd like to do. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. The Afternoon Buzz is brought to you by Lundgren, family-run since 1964. Greenfield's largest automotive group is the place to buy your next Honda, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, or Ram. Experience it in Greenfield. For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. Officials in Amherst are holding off on permanently dedicating profits from cannabis taxes to a reparations initiative for residents of African heritage. Citing concerns about the economy and possible budget cuts, the Finance Committee voted last week to commit those funds to a stabilization fund instead. The Gazette reports that members of the African Heritage Reparations Assembly say this action was a frustrating decision and the pool of money would have been a modest drop in the bucket to represent the values of the town. The court case of former Greenfield police officer Patrick Buchanan versus the city of Greenfield and police chief Robert Haig now totals $1 million after a judge signed off on an additional $567,000 to cover interest and attorney fees. Mayor Roxanne Wiedegardner says the judgment will be paid by the city's insurance company, who will decide whether or not to ask for an appeal, which she believes they intend to do. The decision to appeal or not appeal is not really mine to make. Weta Gardner says if the insurance company were not involved, the city would potentially be liable for the judgment.
And Holyoke Community College announced a second round of scholarship opportunities for the 2022-2023 academic year. The application window opens Monday and runs through August 8th. More than $300,000 in support will be awarded from more than 150 scholarship funds. You must be enrolled at HCC or accepted for the upcoming academic year to apply. Partly sunny this afternoon with a light breeze and a high of 78 to 82. Variable clouds tonight, the chance for a sprinkle overnight, a low of 54 to 60. Mostly cloudy tomorrow, chance for a scattered, mainly light shower, a high of 76 to 80. A few thunderstorms on Friday. I'm 22 News Storm Team Meteorologist Brian Lapis, 1015 WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with local dynamo Tara Brewster, Saturdays at 11 and Sundays at 2, only on WHMP. Brought to you by Greenfield Savings Bank with offices all throughout Hampshire and Franklin counties. Greenfieldsavings.com. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Learn Spanish, learn French, or German. Learn a language with the International Language Institute. Speaking the language with others who are learning is inspiring. ILI is a PDP provider for the state of Massachusetts and an accredited provider of continuing education units. Learn Spanish, French, German. 10-week part-time classes start June 27th. Sign up online. One of the world's top language schools is right here, the International Language Institute in downtown Northampton. Beer Heaven at Cooper's Corner in Florence with Beer Mike. Mountains Walking Brewery in Bozeman. This brewery was started by a guy who grew up in Taiwan. The name Mountains Walking comes from a um, 13th century Zen philosopher named Dogen. And he basically said something along the lines of, when you understand the walking of the mountains, you understand yourself. This is from their seasonal sweets series. And it's a sour ale with banana, maple syrup, cinnamon, and lactose. Huh, these beers are so weird and I love it. This one, I think it's got about 2,200 pounds of banana puree per batch. That's about how many bananas we buy a week. Super banana-y. Smells like fried plantains. Oh man, I like this. And then I smell the cinnamon too. This one I just want to contemplate. Part of that whole philosophy and, and what the brewery name is about is it's something to stop and think about. You hit the nail on the head. It's almost like a banana cream pie. Find your favorite beer and your next favorite beer at Cooper's Corner, Florence. Do you ever wish you could be a kid again? Big Brothers Big Sisters lets you take a break from the adult world for a few hours a week. Anyone can be a mentor. You'll have support and guidance from professional caseworkers like me. My name is Jess and I'm a case manager, but I've also been a big sister with the program for almost four years. At first, I thought it would be hard to find the time, but spending time with my little quickly became one of the best parts of my week. When is the last time you went rollerblading or cooked s'mores over a campfire? Mentoring is fun, but it also makes a huge difference in a kid's life. Children who have good mentors do better in school, are more confident, and have better relationships with their peers. Nearly 200 kids in our area are currently waiting to be matched with a mentor, and most are boys hoping to find a big brother. Come in for an info session with me to learn more. Start something. Call 413-259-3345 and volunteer or donate to Big Brothers Big Sisters of Hampshire County today. When I was a kid, a bowl of cereal seemed incomplete unless it was topped with sliced bananas. And we knew where our bananas came from. They came from Chiquita. Our pineapples came from Dole. And our oranges came from Sunkist. We didn't think much about it, but we do now. We want food that hasn't spent a lot of time on a truck or in a processing plant. Around here, it's hard to miss the Local Hero label. Local Hero makes it quick and easy to identify food raised right here in Western Mass. Local Hero is part of CESA, Community Involved in Sustaining Agriculture. And Local Hero is just one of the things that CESA does to help Western Mass farms thrive. CESA helps build a strong local food system, working with farmers, stores, restaurants, so all of us have fresh Fresh local food choices. Look for the bright yellow Local Hero label and think about becoming a CESA supporter. Go to buylocalfood.org, find out what CESA does and why it's worth supporting, and bon appetit. Forbes Library Outreach Delivery Service caters to residents of any age who are homebound due to short or long term disability in Northampton, Florence, and Leeds. 
A volunteer will deliver your specific requests or select materials for you based on your interests. We offer books, magazines, CDs, DVDs, and puzzles. Call 413-587-1019 or sign up at ForbesLibrary.org outreach. The Food Bank of Western Massachusetts provides healthy food to families and individuals facing hunger in our region. And right now, with food insecurity the highest it's been in recent years, the Food Bank is distributing more emergency food than ever. Learn more about the Food Bank or get support for yourself and your family. Go to foodbankwma.org or call 413-247-9738. The Food Bank of Western Mass, committed to making sure our neighbors have enough to eat and leading the community to end hunger. Want to know more about local history, literature, and education? Hilltown Families bi-monthly Learning Ahead Cultural Itineraries offer an easy way to delve into Western Mass culture and traditions. These new seasonal itineraries are produced in collaboration with a humanities scholar and community education expert, offering ways for self-directed teens and lifelong learners to engage in learning that helps shape a sense of place. Funded by a year-long grant from Mass Humanities, you can download guides anytime, free of charge, at Hilltown Families. The Literacy Project is the place to go if you are an adult looking to improve your reading, writing, and math skills, or if you want help preparing for the high school equivalency exam and preparing for college. To find out about our free classes in Franklin and Hampshire counties, check us out online at literacyproject.org or call us in Northampton at 413-584-6755. If you want to learn the Literacy Project is the place for you. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. And we are back. It's Wednesday afternoon. That means it's time for an interesting thing with Nan Parati. Hi, Nan. Hi. How are you guys? We're doing okay here. We just uh, were trying to figure out what's happening with the economy, and Dan Torres tutored us, and... Now I'm all set for the rest of my life. You're so, welcome. You're welcome, Buzz. Oh, I'll take checks, uh, credit card, whatever you want to pay. Absolutely, I'll be writing you a check next decade. Oh, right. I'm going to cash that. Meanwhile, Nan, who do you have with you? Speaking of the future, today we're all about kids. We have with us today Matthew Glassman, who has been with Double Edge for the last 150 years. <laughs> And he's recently left Double Edge and started a whole new program, which I don't not even sure he has a name for yet. But it's all about the future of the world and all about the future of kids and how this works. Because we see a lot of troubled kids in the world. And Matthew's got a better idea that bringing kids together and teaching them stuff and teaching them how to work for themselves and do things for themselves is a much better idea. My other guest today is Ann Brooks. How old are you, Ann? I'm eight. And she's eight. And she's also she's part of Matthew's program. And so I'm going to step over here and talk to you guys. Matthew, tell me what you're up to, what your thoughts are. This is, uh, I'm calling it an artistic laboratory for children. Uh -huh. uh, the idea is to create an environment and a space where children can choose their own adventure among a, a, an array of creative and artistic disciplines that range from uh, theater and circus to design and sculpture, uh, masks and aerials, as well as and working with in environmental spaces and um, all sorts of creative endeavors and pathways. I know that's something you've been thinking about for a long time. Matthew and I get together every few weeks and have tea and talk. And I know you've been thinking about this for a long time. What brought you to this? What made you decide after all these years with Double Edge, everything else you're doing at this point in life, what made you decide to do this? I was with Double Edge Theater for 22 years. Uh -huh. I was a co-artistic director there, uh, an actor, a co-creator um, of, of many performances and works. And one of the things I did there was to help create vessels for artists to manifest and create their own work. Uh -huh. And uh, I, I, I worked with children for many years before coming to Double Edge. It was a, a part of my work while I was there. And I realized that I wanted to center my energy on that, that it felt like a calling um that children needed to have that space to to create and to to build worlds um freely mm -hmm. and that there aren't enough resources that go towards uh those spaces those those conditions for children to be creative and free and 
to have those spaces designed for them to, to really fly. You know, I, I mean, truly, I am looking at, this is something I think about a lot these days, kids, crime, trouble, depression, all the things that go with a lot of kids. And this is what I'm excited about with your program, that it teaches kids to be individuals, find out who they are and do what they want to do. I'm really excited about this. And it is centered in Asheville, but it's not just for Asheville kids, I don't think. That's right. That's right. Right now we're working in the Asheville Community Hall, former Grange. Um, I hope to be working in the pastures and in the forest and the town commons. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not only for Asheville families. It's really for anyone who's interested in this. Um, for their any child that's interested in this, okay. really. Um, what are the ages? What age? Seven to eleven. Uh -huh. And this is, I should say, this is a pilot program. We're sort of building the plane as we're launching. We have an amazing creative team of artists that are coming for a, a five-day program in July. Uh huh. Um, and we haven't named this work a because we haven't done it yet, and b because a part of the process ultimately wants to be that children are a part of the decision making, uh -huh. um, which is. A process I'm learning about every day. So we're, we haven't named it yet, and I hope by the end of our July program that the participants, like Anne and others, will also learn about direct democracy and find out how, through facilitation, they can name a project that will hopefully be around for many years. Well, we, we certainly really cool. want to hear from Anne, but Matthew, I'm I'm unclear about is it's not is it a school that you're aspiring to, or is this an no, extracurricular situation? Uh, sorry to cut you off. It's not a school. I, I, it's a program. Um, I don't even think of it as a, as a camp, even though we'll be doing a five-day project in, in the summer. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still, it's emerging. I'm not sure what form it'll take, if it'll be an after-school program, if it'll be uh, a center or an institute, or if it'll be something that wants to be its own, uh, that'll happen iteratively throughout based on, you know, you know projects. I, I do see us making things making parades and pageants and performances um so that that's sort of all emerging mm -hmm. so um, and and what can you tell us about it uh, i there are objects a lot of them and i like working with them mostly because i like moving my body and you get to use other things like props and disguises sometimes when you're on it. For an example, hats or wigs while you're on a spool or stilts. A spool. So when I came in today, the kids were up on huge spools walking. I mean, Matthew was holding them. And then they weren't just free ranging, but holding them. And so working on balance as they are managing to walk on these huge spools, which are rolling across the floor. I would think it would be scary were you scared not really since i've done this a, a lot before walking forwards i can do it without someone holding me uh -huh. but it is hard to control the speed you're at if your feet get start getting going too fast it's kind of hard to slow down right now also when i came in you were also creating a scene i saw i i'm not sure how far we got into that before we had to stop for this so what were you doing creating a scene what was that about so sometimes we create scenes like just little ditties or skits that uh -huh. someone, it could be Matthew or a kid or another person who works with us, uh -huh. who puts it together and then they're the director. And You're if, the, so you would be the director of this scene? Yes, uh -huh. I would be the director of this scene. And if I said, you're going to wear this hat. Since I'm the director, they would put on that hat. Uh -huh. So I like that feeling, but also sometimes it's hard because you do also have to give people choices. Mm -hmm. Like today, Indigo didn't really want to do it. So that kind of messed up my plans a little bit. Mm -hmm. But improvising is part of making those. Right. Wow, I think you're learning a lot in this program. It sounds like you're <laughs> learning a lot. And will you do me a favor? Will you tell listeners who we're talking to in Community Hall and tell them we have to take a break and tell them to stay with us. Would you do that? Can you do that? Uh, you're talking to Nan Karate, Matthew Glassworker, and Ann Brooks in Ashfield Community Hall. We need to take a break. Please stay with us. Wow. <laughs> Glassworker. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP.
What is the state of relations between the United States and Cuba today? Join us when we speak with the Cuban ambassador to the United States, Leon Torres Rivera, who will be our guest Thursday at 9 o'clock. Bill Newman, weekdays at 9 and again at 5. WHMP News, Information, and the Arts. Come on over to the co-op, the Greenville Cooperative Bank. Hi, I'm Mike Buckmaster, Senior Vice President, Commercial Lending at the Greenfield Cooperative Bank and Northampton Co-op Bank Division. We have the best local commercial lending team in the Pioneer Valley. We're an SBA preferred lender, and unlike other banks, each of our team members has individual lending authority for fast local decisions. Hi, I'm Barbara Campbell, Assistant Vice President of Commercial Lending. Whether you're looking for a business loan or a line of credit, we can get your plans off the ground. Come and see us for help. And I'm Jim Alexander, Vice President, Commercial Lending. You can reach any of our experienced commercial loan officers by phone or through bestlocalbank.com. Meet one of us at your business, or any of our locations. Greenfield Cooperative Bank is an equal housing lender, member FDIC, member DIF. You can count on your friends at the A lot of mattress stores, all they talk about is price. Sale, 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 save, 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 blah, blah, blah. I get it. No one wants to pay a dollar more than you have to. But what do you really know about mattresses? Are you an expert? I'm not and I have a furniture store, so I at least know a little. Hi, it's Robin from Talon Furniture. We mostly sell therapeutic mattresses at Talon Furniture. Not Tempur-Pedic, not trying to mislead you, therapeutic. The best mattress value I've ever found. And believe me, I've looked around. Therapeutic mattresses are made in Brockton. I've walked the floor and it was reassuring because there's no toxicity, no off-gassing. Therapeutic mattresses are clean and made by fellow Red Sox fans. Play the sale, sale, sale game if you want. That's not for me. A therapeutic mattress from Talon Furniture is your best bet and best deal. Today, tomorrow, or whenever you decide to buy a new mattress. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg. 101.5 WHMP. And welcome back. Um, thank you for joining us. We are back with Nan Parati and Matthew Glassman, Matthew has an idea about how to bring out um, uh, more creativity and more balance in children, and he has a laboratory that he's just beginning to develop for how children could take part in his dream. Go ahead, Nan. Thank you. Matthew, um, Talk about some of the people. How long does this program last? I mean, how long does it go? And who are some of the collaborators you have coming in to work with you on it? Yeah, so the, the pilot, the summer pilot for this unnamed children's artistic laboratory project, which is a unhelpful mouthful for marketing purposes, uh, is July 5th to July 10th. It's five days. It's all day. It's around nine to four. Um, it'll culminate in a combination of some performance and outdoor pageantry and spectacle here in the uh, in Ashfield, and we have a, an array of incredible master artists that are on the collaborative creative team. We have a composer from New York named Skip Shirey who uh, composes for film and circus and performance. He uses found objects and broken instruments and all sorts of. He's like a mad scientist. Uh, composer and uh, a choreographer named Coco Carroll. We have a circus artist named Haley Brown, an aerialist, um, a, a puppeteer and dancer from Bread and Puppet named Tori Lynn Ashford, um, and an array of great folks, a clown that goes by the name of Meme, um, and a vocalist, all sorts of great young and emerging and master artists that will be leading this work. Oh, and local favorite Chris Rawlings, who is an okay. excavator, former restaurateur, and uh, I'd call him an environmental artist. I want to come. Can I come? It sounds great. I wish uh, that... We're just, having, we're just having some technical difficulties here with Skype, but I think it's going to be fixed, I believe, Buzz. 
I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> on today. We'll see what happens. I don't know. A screen popped up here. And uh, we here we are. We're back. I don't know what happened. A lot of this has to do with being in Ashfield. Ashfield and technology don't go well. All the things Matthew's talking about, those things go really well because they're very analog <laughs> and you can touch them. Technology is difficult in Nashville, but we're back now. Can you hear us? Yes, yeah. we can. Okay. Matthew, in the few minutes we have left, how do people, if they would like to enroll their children in this, how do they do that? Uh, best way is to just email me, mjglassman76 at gmail.com, mjglassman76. And how, how many kids can you have here? Um, we're going to keep the pilot program small, so there is there are openings for probably around four or five more students, and I should say that there are scholarships and all sorts of support. So even for families who uh, can't afford it in their, their, their summer budget, there uh, are plenty of ways. There's no restrictions for families to be able to send their kids to this. I was wondering, I was going to ask you that. How is this? Is it, do you have any grants for it? Is it funded by parents? Or? A, a combination of donations from parents, individual donors, and some local support from our library and other generous folks. Uh-huh. What are some of the things that, that you take off your mask? <laughs> what are the, some of the things? They, they're masking up today just to be careful, but of course on the radio, masks don't work so well. What's some of the stuff you've learned this year? What, have you, what are you enjoying with this? Um, I enjoy learning how to walk on stilts. You, you're walking on stilts and you're eight years old? Yes. Is it exciting? It is. Have you ever fallen off? Uh, no. Really? That's good. Because <laughs> there are straps that hold your legs on. Oh, okay. And what else do you enjoy doing? I also enjoy working with character work, as Matthew calls it. Uh -huh. It's basically taking a bunch of props, items, cloaks, anything you want, and mushing them into a character using your body and um, words. Uh -huh. yeah, we have a, a, an array of fake mustaches, wigs. I like, Anne, how you called it disguises. That makes it sound fun and intriguing. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and so, so do you see this as something you're going to do every year at this moment? Are you thinking of that? Or? I mean, the hope is that this continues as a sort of ongoing process throughout the year in different forms, uh -huh. um, different ways for children different, in different parts of the region and afar to be able to take part in this work, uh, partner with some museums, perhaps uh, work in uh, create work both in rural and in urban places. Uh -huh. So, That's Matthew great. Glassman, when, when you say partner with museums, are you talking, this is not just about performing arts, this is about fine arts as well? It's about all spaces that are interested in creativity and community and that are holding those spaces and can be good institutional partners. And also that could be good places to be, yeah, exhibiting the work of the child participants and the collaborative work that happens. I, I had a question. Maybe you already answered this and I missed it. But how did you get the idea for all of this? Like, how did it originate? Uh, how did you get started? Um, I mean, it comes from, I think, two aspects of the work I've been doing for over 20 years. Uh, one is uh, the work that I, I did at Double Edge. Um, Double Edge Theater is a laboratory ensemble uh, here in Ashfield. It's an incredible ensemble theater that does indoor and outdoor work and has training programs like this for emerging artists, post-college, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, before I came to Double Edge, I was uh, working with kids with special needs in the Boston City Public Schools. I was doing social work in South America, and I'd always been dreaming about how you can marry rigorous artistic work and research with children whose imaginations are so incredible, their access to creativity to wildness, to energy. It's so, it, I, I, that's what I want to try and be accessing. I think it's an, an antidote to this world we're living in. I think it's a, a really necessary to be devoting energy to that. So those are the two things. Um, we also have um, Ariel Brooks, who's Anne's mother, she's here. Ariel, what made you decide, what, how did you come to this as a, as a parent? Uh, well, we were home pandemic homeschooling and uh, our pod got approached about being the pilot group for the micro pilot, we call it now, which is three kids for uh, a little pre-pilot last fall. And, you know, the kids got to do so many cool experiments, learning with their bodies, expanding their minds that I really wanted the program to keep happening and have been supporting Matthew to help the kids um, come and find the program and you know general organization and 
just bringing my kid. <laughs> this is great. I really, if I had kids, I'd put them right in here. But I don't right? have kids. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and do you are you working with the program as well, or? or? Yeah, I have a background in education and project management, so I've been supporting some of the back end stuff. And uh, Matthew calls it dramaturging, but I don't have a drama background, so I don't know what that means. Uh -huh. <laughs> I mean, Ariel's expertise in community organizing and um, decentralized processes is really interesting and appropriate for this work. And it's also like the, the big challenge is how do you create a space that has a lot of freedom, but also has the limitations and structure that kids need. and honestly that's a that's a work in progress <laughs> that is definitely a work in progress and it's and it takes a it takes a village so yeah yeah so we have a good one here we do i'm very excited about this i i mean I, again my sister's a teacher i i we talk all the time i'm seeing what kids need and this is what kids need and so i highly highly support and it's i'm very excited about this um any parents who are out there how can they contact you again uh, my email is the best way mjglassman76 at gmail.com wow Wow, and then will it will it culminate in any sort of performance specifically, like you guys do at Double Edge? Or there will be. I'm hoping that there will be some sort of uh, some sort of happening at the farmers market uh, oh, cool. on July 9th of all the participants, and then on the 10th, which is the final day of the program, we will be sharing some aspect of process and hopefully some performance too. Uh, we'll see. That'll be fun. So, Anne, is Anne still there? Yes, Anne. And Anne's in the corner with an umbrella getting ready to continue creating. She's a <laughs> creative go. wonder. Well, there She's you back. go. So I have a, a, you get the last word, Anne. Could you tell children and their parents who might be listening why it would be a good thing to participate in this laboratory? Uh, okay. It would be a good thing to participate in this laboratory because it expands your imagination Let's see, tap into extra energy and shows you amazing ways to work with your body and balance. And what about working <laughs> with other kids? Do you enjoy working with other kids to create things? Yes. <laughs> Does that part go well or are you more into the, the personal expansion of yourself? Uh, both. Both. Okay, good. 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 Perfect. Uh, Matthew, tell us one more time how to get in touch with you. Just because, you know, if somebody's not writing it down, I want to make sure they do. My email, I think, is the best way. mjglassman76 at gmail. And thanks for the opportunity to talk about this work. Uh, it's, it's the, this is the seeds of the work, and these kids are the seeds of our future, our collective future. So Absolutely. we have to be figuring this out and get, paying attention to their creative needs. Yes. Thank you very much, Matthew. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank this. you guys. I, I appreciate came, it. I came into such a, an interesting thing. I didn't want to stop it, but I had to stop it for this. Thank you. This is good. <laughs> nope, this is an interesting thing. Thank you, Nan Parati. Thank you, Matthew Glassman. Thank you, Anne. And uh, I can't think of a better way to stop and talking because it's a great imagining of a new way of looking at children growing up. So yes. thank you all for joining us today. And Listeners, Thanks, we'll talk to you tomorrow. The Afternoon Buzz. Join us then. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg. 101.5 WHMP. Want to know more about local history, literature, and education? Hilltown Families bi-monthly Learning Ahead Cultural Itineraries offer an easy way to delve into Western Mass culture and traditions. These new seasonal itineraries are produced in collaboration with a humanities scholar and community education expert, offering ways for self-directed teens and lifelong learners to engage in learning that helps shape a sense of place. Funded by a year-long grant from Mass Humanities. The only live and local talk in the Valley and for the Valley. WHMP Northampton, WHMQ Greenfield, a Northampton Radio Group station. It's 5